And then the biggest one surprising to me that I've never thought of was coffee. If I have a cup of coffee and then I use a Linus or, you know, masturbator or have sex or whatever, it's the same length, but it's a little bit more of an intense orgasm than just a very typical one. Hello and welcome to Miseducated, the show about unlearning the misguided rules from society that govern our lives. With me, your host, Tash Doherty. Hi everyone and welcome back to Miss Educated. This week I'm continuing my conversation with Anna Lee, co-founder of Lioness, a smart sex toy company, which, among other things, measures your orgasms. This episode is rated extra explicit for a reason. Anna and I are about to talk openly about our experiences with sex and orgasms. So if you're a family member of mine, now is probably a good time to stop listening to the podcast. And if you're a potential employer of mine and you're uncomfortable with me talking about sex in the public sphere, save yourself the time listening to this episode and don't hire me. It's cool. (laughs) Anyway, here I start off talking with Anna about the original product ideas they had for Lioness. And we're about to teach you a lot about female orgasms and how to help your female partner have more of them, if you're into that. So please enjoy. Um, and yeah, so I think that I, beginning, it was, the idea was actually building an AI vibrator where it moves and vibrates because it gets smarter over time. Um, and so when we started doing the user surveys, people were like, oh, like, that's interesting, but I kind of know what I like. I kind of know what position I like it in or how to change the vibration. But there are a lot of the questions that we get asked is, but how are you even knowing what I would like? And so we're like, oh, we're actually collecting the sensor data of how aroused you are at that moment. Or, you know, maybe we can indicate you've had an orgasm. And they're like, wait, that's crazy. Can I see what that graph looks like? And so we started showing them the actual graphs of when they're masturbating, what it looks like, what we're measuring is pelvic floor movement. So how your vagina is squeezing and relaxing and the involuntary squeeze and relaxes actually is a really good indicator for arousal orgasms because we have Mm -hmm. a really unique pattern that happens during an orgasm. Um, And so they're like, this is so cool. And so it was kind of our aha moment of, oh, I think maybe that even the data part isn't useful for people because they just want to see what that looks like because you've never been able to see what an orgasm looks like, right? So I'm fascinated by that. Like (laughs) I would love to talk more about that because what I'm curious is about as somebody who masturbates and is masturbating for a long time, I feel Mm -hmm. like there are definitely different types of orgasm that you experience. And I'm wondering what would be really cool is if you could label them almost this is the high, low, high or something. And then, you know, visualize that in different graphs. So how, how many types of orgasms can you, do you know like a number or how do you guys think about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot of th- different theories or not theories, but just I thoughts of what an orgasm is. So there's the types of orgasms in terms of clitoral, vaginal, anal, uh, uh, blended and all of that. Um, But, you know, the big theory is that it's actually all clitoral orgasms, but it's just that it's being stimulated because the clitoris is actually a huge, huge thing. Most of it is internal in your body. And so when you're having vaginal or anal orgasms, it might be because you're just stimulating the clitoris inside internally. Mm -hmm. 
But um, aside from that, the big thing that we do is that there was a study, I think back in 1980 something, where they talk about different types of orgasms in terms of the pattern in how your pelvic floor movements are squeezing and relaxing mm. um, during an orgasm. And then they, so there's a study done by Bolin, it was like categories, I think three specific types. Um, it's type one, type two, and type four. And then type three is only found in men is what they've reported. Mm. But basically we've given it a lot cuter names. And now that we have a lot more data, um, we've kind of been able to distinguish it a little bit more. Um, Cause the study I think that they did back in 1980s sample size of 20 women so what do we really I'm not sure what we it's really smaller than, than the actual population of women who are married, so. <laughs> oh you know but it's good to just relate it to every single woman right, or person in the world this is what I'm like with all these with all these clinical trials and studies I'm like is 20 people even a statistically significant number what the hell anyway we need more research on this stuff too I guess but yeah so um so then the patterns so what we've seen is we call it the ocean type avalanche and volcano type okay so ocean, avalanche mm-hmm. and volcano volcano yeah so I love it. it's, it's like, they're like natural features I feel like I'm part of mother earth or something <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so much more fun than calling it type one type two and type four but yeah, that sounds I mean nothing no offense to diabetes but it sounds a lot more like diabetes than yeah. um, than having an orgasm so anyway. I know it's gonna sound a little fun sex is always at the end of the day fun as much as we're trying to make it nerdy I think you know it's the important thing you enjoy yourself and so um ocean wave is when your pelvic floor movements during an orgasm it squeezes and relaxes at a really rhythmic way oh. so the way the yeah. strength of it too. So if you look at it on a graph, it would just look like up and down, like ocean wave. Like mm-hmm. your vagina and your pelvic floor muscles are contracting and expanding. Like Steady frequency. Um, so that one's what we would consider. We've seen at least the most common and it's actually my pattern and it's actually Liz's pattern too. When we first this is so really fucking it. cool. <laughs> I'm absolutely in love with this. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's fun. We tell you, you should figure out what pattern you are. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Okay. Also one of my favorite things to do now that I have a full-time job and I like some money sometimes, um, mm-hmm. I love just like buying the products that everyone is creating, right? Because this is going to be so much addition to my life um in terms of understanding my orgasm so I'm so excited to actually purchase one of the lioness vibrators yeah yes yeah so what I'm curious about the ocean one though is did they last for different intensities and lengths for different you know yeah so say so say you're in ocean pattern so one of the big things we've learned is that so far in our data set we haven't seen a person jump from say an ocean type to avalanche type you're Mm -hmm. always an ocean type so for me I'm the way I orgasm is always ocean, but the, what you're looking at and why the line is, I think is really helpful and really fun for me too, is if you tried it at different times of the day, different times of the month, if you've tried it with different uh, fa- external factors, like um, we've done one on the cannabis lube, we've done it, I've done it with coffee, foreplay with a partner, mm-hmm. uh, using your hands to stimulate your clitoris instead of vibration the way you orgasm looks different mm-hmm. in terms of the length, the how strong you're squeezing and relaxing, but it's still that ocean wave, but it's changed. Or even during the whole session, you might see more spikes. And so yeah. THC lube, I'm, if you're in a state that's legal or you're like, you're open to trying it, I'm never pushing, you know, whatever on anybody, but I actually wrote an article on it and it was, it was one of the best orgasms of my life. It was just a crazy, it, 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 my orgasm was like nine times longer than my average, like typical one. And it was way stronger. 
Yeah. That's going to be like at least a minute. <laughs> it was a good, yeah. It was a good minute, minute and a half. Like, Whoa. it was like oh my insane. God. That's, That's insane. insane. Sometimes I feel like I should be sponsored by THC Lube because I talk about this all the time. Like, <laughs> literally, it's going to be one of those Amazon recommended purchases. Now that you've bought your Lioness vibrator, check out this THC Lube. I'm like, I've never even thought of using that stuff. But I might try yeah. it. I mean, lube is very important for many different users. Yes. So that's great. Definitely. And then the biggest one surprising to me that I've never thought of was coffee. If I have a cup of coffee and then I use a Linus or, you know, macerator or have sex or whatever, it's the same length, but it's a little bit more of an intense orgasm than just mm. a very typical one. And I was, I mean, I guess it's one of those things where it might make sense because, yeah, it's caffeine. But I think the biggest thing we try to emphasize at Linus is the importance of, you know, sex is fun, yes, but take the moments to actually reflect back on your orgasm, your pleasure, what yeah. worked for you, what didn't, what made it better, what made it worse. Those are things that we don't really give ourselves opportunities to reflect. So it's it's one of those things I would say, like, oh yeah, coffee, I had no brainer. But then seeing that data and being like, oh, this is a really big difference or yeah. um, seeing there's, I think last year I was really stressed work was really really stressful and I was kind of going through one of I was depressed and just not feeling great and it was yeah. one of those moments where also <laughs> it kind of becomes a duty at our job to masturbate every now and then with the lioness <laughs> yeah. right yeah. and so but it's crazy even seeing the data during that time yeah my orgasms were so weak I was almost not even sure if I really had one hmm. and it was actually a really big indicator for me how much it affects your sex life or like how mm. much it affects your pleasure if you're feeling a certain way it helped me just kind of put it into context of how it affects all different aspects of my life and so yeah. a lot of sex therapists one of the biggest recommendations they give to people is to keep mm. a sex diary keeping notes and all that so in the same vein that's kind of why we built the lioness we could have gone the medical route we could have gone the research route but yeah. I think the big thing right now is to just give people the power to not have to go to some sex research facility and right. masturbate in or front of them or read a you know phase one clinical I don't know whatever of, exactly yeah of like yeah in five women orgasm you're like great this has no relevance to my life <laughs> yeah exactly like giving people their own chance to be their own self-experimentation and just giving yourself opportunities to like reflect a little bit on that that's so cool I'm literally I'm so I feel like I'm so impressed and I'm so excited to actually obviously get like, <laughs> oh yeah I think also the the really important thing with being a woman as well or having a vagina is that it's all on the inside right and you can't actually mm. see and visualize everything so I feel like the fact that you can actually see and I also love data and um but I feel like that is also just so cool because it just helps you track it and then you can compare and measure and improve it and all these different things um so I love that that sounds incredible and also now I'm thinking obviously your primary product is the vibrator itself but I would love to see a sex journal that would be an amazing product and I would definitely buy that for my girlfriend so now I'm thinking you guys could do like a sex journal so you can keep track of all the orgasms and stuff um that would yeah. be cool like a physical sex journal because we do it on our app after every session you can put like, notes and tags and star Ooh. ratings and all of that but yeah. it is sometimes it's nice to just I don't know I like having physical things the same way like I <laughs> 
as much as I work at Amazon, I still like having physical books to read. It's just nice to have something tangible. So like you can kind of get it. I mean, there's this. Um, I mean, I'm from England, and there's this bookstore chain called Daunt Books, and they just kind of got into the nostalgia of having a physical mm. book. And I feel like mm. having a sex journal would be nice because then you could have little prompts. You know what I mean? Today, my orgasm felt like an ocean or an avalanche or whatever we're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. So, so you can kind of get more into it, and and I think that's empowering but also comforting way to explore your sexuality right like definitely like in your own way um and that's that's really really cool okay wait so now I want to hear about the other two types of orgasms oh yeah yeah (laughs) I want to talk more about sexuality and yeah what what this all means um yeah Yeah. what is the avalanche we could talk for hours (laughs) so so then the avalanche is um it's it is actually like a huge shot of force in the very beginning but then it's same way as a as an ocean wave where you have that rhythmic up and down, but it actually goes down in fourth over time. So it's just like a high mountain and then it's trickling down just in a little steady slope. So we call that an avalanche. <laughs> right. Um, and then a volcano is your kind of classic, what you, what I think movies represent very well is the huge explosion of force at the very top and then it's a huge spike and then a kind of really sh- sharp drop if you see it on a graph, you'll just get a huge spike up and then a huge spike down. Um, so I always say like, for me, I remember every so often if I talk to like about sex with my friends and then they like explain their orgasm to me, I would always be like, wait a minute, that doesn't feel like what I feel. And then you kind of go into this crisis yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. am I having an orgasm? Am I doing it wrong? And then you start Googling, what does an orgasm feel like? You know, because like sometimes you get this like fear of, do I actually, am I actually having one? Am I not having one? I think especially women and people with vaginas kind of go through this, am I having an orgasm? Because it's not, it's not a very binary thing for a lot of people. Mm. So I think that's even a big thing and why we focused on it as our first initiative at Linus is to talk about patterns because it's because we don't talk about it enough of your orgasm just might look a little bit different than someone else's or feel different. So when someone explains it to you, don't freak out that it, that's not what your skills like. And in movies, I feel like they're just so good at explaining oh, an oh. avalanche. <laughs> or like porn, I feel like just focuses on the volcano. That too. Which is yeah. also just completely fake. And even though there's not that much talk about orgasms in general, there's still a big expectation that you should have them. But I also just know that there are so many of my female friends who are with male partners who will just, the man will come and then the girl won't. And I'm just like, what kind of, like the orgasm in the orgasm gap. Orgasm gap, yeah, yeah. You guys have probably thought about this quite a bit, I'm guessing. (laughs) But what do you think about when women have a better understanding of their sexuality through people that have been using the lioness or just having better orgasms? What other kinds of transformations and ways have you seen this manifest in our lives? How do you think yeah. our lives are going to be different now that we are having better orgasms? I mean, honestly, I'll speak for myself. I was really scared of my body till mid-20s. Even in within Linus, being part of Linus as a company, if I was with a partner, I had a really hard time communicating what I wanted or, you know, like didn't want and just all of these things of... um yeah, just, I felt so scared of my own body. And it came actually when I was a young kid, there was sexual trauma that was uh, involved. And so I think it definitely manifested in this feeling of I didn't really deserve to love my body or Mm. have sexual experiences because it somehow was all wrapped up in this idea of what does it mean for me to experience something sexually and all of that. Also, I grew up in a very conservative, very religious Korean family, and we never talked about sex. 
Um, so I think even for me, honestly, the biggest thing and the reason why I emphasize so much, just learning about it, reading so many scientific research papers to this day and talking to sex therapists, talking to researchers, talking to OBGYNs, like all these different people and kind of removing the sexual part of it and just learning so much about like, even like squirting, let me learn what is it? Why does it happen? What's the physiological response? All these things for me, it was such a comforting baby step into feeling really comfortable in my own skin. Mm. And so even with the Linus, I truly mean it when I say for me using it as a sex diary and being able to talk about it in such a matter of fact way, being more sexually open to like talk about all sorts of fun and silly things with my friends but before mm. I was more reserved of the things that I shared and I think mm. now I could be like have you ever squirted or when you do anal does this happen like I hope people know it, it was a entire journey but uh, yeah. I had to take that entire journey for myself to like really become this comfortable and I've been thinking about it a lot as well in the context of religion because I wasn't raised in a particularly religious household, but I've been talking to more of my friends who are religious and I feel like there's so much guilt and shame tied up in actually enjoying yourself. Um, Yeah, luckily I'm more on the, you know, agnostic atheist side, so I don't feel any (laughs) guilt about, you know, (laughs) masturbating or anything like that or like having great sex with my various partners. Um, But that's really not the case for a lot of people still. And I mean there's still a lot of stigma around talking about different types of sex or even having a sex toy collection but I do Mm -hmm. the work that you guys are doing and the O book and all these different teachings and companies and people um it's really transformative and I think it's just as a woman I feel really much more sure of myself and it gives me a lot of control I feel very free I obviously yeah pleasure and like that's really great um and it's kind of sad but also it's interesting that we have to go on these personal journeys because (laughs) it's so blocked off and kind of ignored by by everything else Um, definitely it's a moment to feel heard because I think you know there's statistics and when you go to your OBGYN you ask questions they will most times not give you the answer that you need or you feel so alone and I think the other big thing um, that I'm really proud of that we built with Linus is even catering to the older women and the older people of vagina community, especially like the postmenopausal. It's a really underserved community. There's so limited products and menopause is a big thing, but we don't really give enough research or explanation or guidance, you know? And so um, some of our biggest fans that email us and like tell us about their stories and stuff are people with vaginas that are 50 plus and they're like now that my kids are gone and my body's changed and I've always been really sexually open and I just wanted a vibrator that like helps me learn a little bit more or just feeling like it's actually built with me in mind Mm -hmm. and I think it's such an honor for me to read those kinds of emails I'm really glad we can do that for people and people get so excited about this Mm -hmm. whole idea of experimenting and it becomes uh masturbating for science <laughs> wow masturbating for science this is amazing <laughs> I think what's also cool about it is um again as we're talking about these clinical studies that's so separated from your own personal experiences but if you can bring in the data and the experimental part of it empowering consumers with that information that I otherwise definitely wouldn't be able to get access to but when you mentioned squirting what kinds of um things did you learn when you were going on this exploring journey and learning everything so I actually don't know enough about it for sure. Um, it's actually something that I'm actually researching right now. Like I have 
20 tabs open with different sorting things because I it became a thing that I got really uh, just in personally just interested in the idea I don't really know enough things that I feel confident with saying concretely but I think personal experience I never thought I could swear there is always in this concept of like some people can some people can't and whatever but then um there's there's a specific toy that it's called the enjoy Mm-hmm. it's a stainless steel dildo and it's double sided. it's really really curved so it almost looks like the letter c so i was like oh that would really help because if you're just stimulating like that g-spot area pretty intensely when you have that moment of feeling like you need to pee that's probably it and so like i actually was able to squirt once and i was like wait a minute Whoa. i was like that is so freaking crazy <laughs> so i started getting really into this thing like, i've not been able to do it since but it happened for sure happened once so now I've, I need to know like and so I almost want to give people the hope of I think maybe yeah. everyone could do it yeah. maybe it has the opportunity like potential so but I won't I don't want to say it without knowing that that's what you're mm. talking about but I will say as a personal believer of like I never thought I could do it and then I did it and I was so amazed at the concept yeah. that I was like now I need to know <laughs> Right. And now I'm now I'm reaching the point in my personal career where I'm like, how much do I want to talk about how much I squirt on my own podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe I should just maybe in the spirit of making it a less taboo subject and the fact that you've already been so forthcoming about your own stories, <laughs> I feel like that's really important. But basically all I will say is just follow the noise. If you make a like mm. an actual squelching sound and that is the the indication that it's going in the right direction and then you just do that and I will say like there are certain guys I that I was with and they obviously knew that the squelching sound was how to get a girl to squirt but I mean I guess they must have learned that somewhere else and this is also the thing about guys is it's it's difficult for guys because as I was saying before you have to have practiced and like done it or have been with somebody who will tell you how to do it but what I would say as well, and this kind of goes back to more societal norms and rules and things, is with my previous partners, I think they were also so concerned about making me orgasm um, mm. that it became this very almost shameful thing when they were obviously able to orgasm, but I wasn't. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think um, I kind of just ended up telling my previous boyfriend, it's, it is partly about the orgasm, but it's more about the journey yeah we're doing together right and the way that you're enjoying each other's company and pleasuring each other that I feel is super important obviously orgasms are great and you should have more of them and they should be better ones but um but I think a lot of people especially women can get hooked on this idea am I orgasming you know like yeah am I not am I not squirting in the right way am I not you know um so I feel like no shame you know you just it's the, journey. That's what I'm saying. it's the journey to the orgasm as well. I totally agree. Even if I'm using a vibrator, say it's my favorite vibrator, aside from the lights, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's not just, it's not going to work for me today. And it's just knowing that and not feeling bad. I think, yeah, I think um, we talk so much about female orgasm sometimes. It doesn't always have to focus on it or like, that's not my end goal. But sometimes it's just an enjoyable experience or like giving yourself time to just be and uh, I always, I always tell this to people. And I don't know if it's true, but like to me, it's a meditative thing. Like it's meditation because mm-hmm. you've completely cleared your mind of everything else that's going around. Like you're yeah. just, you're just there, right? And I was like, isn't that what meditation is? Maybe the more you masturbate, even if it's not just to have an orgasm, like maybe that's a yeah. good way to meditate. 
definitely if sitting is not for you (laughs) yeah exactly if sitting and not thinking of anything is not for you then uh yeah try masturbating instead (laughs) (laughs) wow this has been such an amazing conversation um yeah okay so I want to give you a chance to quickly tell us more about what Lioness is up to in the coming yes. months, weeks, how can we support you? Please tell us everything. Yeah, so um, we're still a small company to this day. We're six people. Um, so we're doing everything we can to like make sure, you know, we've come with a mission and we've like continued to follow it. And I think so. Please follow us on all our social media. I think it's all I at Linus Health. Them all down. Yes. And, like put them on all the things. Um, and then on my personal Instagram too, I started making things I've learned about sex, like really mini series. So you can look at those too. And I think the biggest thing that we're working on that we're really, really proud of and excited is that um, because we have users that are using the Linus, um, we're giving them opportunities to kind of enter into this new world. So I will say again, like research around sexual pleasure is super limited. You know, even just like female studies, uh, wellness studies or health studies or drug trials, a lot of times they don't use female mice, the whole thing. But um, so if you look what at sexual wellness, mice? I know <laughs> it's super, it's super, super limited. And so one of the big things is that we're now we've opened up a research platform so if you have Linus and you like have data, we take security and privacy very, very seriously. We don't share it. We don't, we don't even see like who's using it or anything. We all we're looking at is aggregate data, but we're giving people opportunities. Uh, we we're working with different researchers and we're doing call outs to researchers who might be interested in doing studies and they'll be able to put what study they want to do on our research platform and put what kind of people they're looking for. And we give our users the opportunity to opt in. And then the hope is that we'll be able to put out as much research as possible, just knowing about physiological responses in sex, even just survey-based ones of understanding like in this new generation, where is everybody in terms of sexuality, pleasure, and all of that, and giving people opportunities to like kind of participate in this new birth of sexual wellness studies in this world and that's something that we've been so passionate about wanting to do as a company for so long and like we recently launched it and we're continuing to like put out studies so call out to social science researchers people that just want to be a part of these studies and help us put out more research into the world yeah look us up into that like linus research platform i'm really excited about it (laughs) i'm super excited about it as well and i think as we go forwards you know it's sex tech and femtech um I think we're just starting to identify the gaps and that we really need to fill when it comes to research. And it's amazing that you're able to use your platform to do more of that. That research and that insights will really just like drive us all forwards in the future. So we're obviously super grateful for all your amazing work. And I'm now thinking about orgasms in like a completely different way. So I know, I hope everybody is. <laughs> I hope someone's driving, listening to this and it's like squelching, huh? Just <laughs> follow the squelching sound just just do that that's what that's that should be a pin yeah follow exactly. the squelch <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll make like some tweets or something about it and it's just so difficult when you think about your professional life and how much personal information you reveal on the internet but then you just realize we have to somebody has to talk about it somebody has to do it I feel like you guys have really pioneers in that sense too you know if you're not going to talk about your orgasms then who's going to use this product and why so yeah I mean I always joke like I don't know who would ever hire me again after this but (laughs) (laughs) but with that said you know honestly um in the past all the interns that we've had they always are like oh we thought you were so interesting because you worked at this 
company. We wanted to know more about what it is. And because it's tech focused and research focused, most companies I think have been really positive. And I always say like, you know what, if that company feels uncomfortable, is that really a company that you want to be working for? Is oh like, what is it? Totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's giving me hope, I think, in for the future, which is really nice because I, I feel like, yeah, definitely people don't work at like as sex positive all kind of interesting and wellness focused companies so so good on you Anna yay Yay! (laughs) I'm very very grateful for your time obviously um and I can't wait to link to all your socials and and I can get my lioness finally maybe in time for Christmas who knows (laughs) yeah no I'm so grateful you had me it's like such a cool platform um that you're building I think it's awesome and we could talk for hours I think (laughs) okay I'll talk to you soon Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Miseducated. I also wanted to give a big thank you to Anna for being so open and honest and sharing her very private and personal experiences in this little safe space that we're trying to build here. I hope that you also learned something new and that you now feel more excited about helping yourself and or your female partner have better orgasms. So much love, everyone. Bye.